0: God, I ask you for signs, wonders, and miracles tonight. I ask you to do a work in all of our lives tonight. I ask you to quicken your word in our hearts tonight and then seal it. I thank you that the word of God will bear much fruit tonight. We thank you for it all, oh God, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you, Lord. I want to minister tonight on how to develop A powerful prayer life. How to develop a powerful prayer life. I love to pray. I love to pray. I love to pray in the Holy Ghost. I was born again crying out to God. I was born again praying. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I was born again just crying out to God. And then the first major thing, you know, when I was born again, it was like there was a there was a grace that for a while it was like everything you I almost didn't this probably is theologically very wrong, but I almost didn't have to exercise my faith. It was like God's grace. There was just an abundance of it. It was just everywhere. It was on every side. And uh, but eventually, you know, if we if it's not a faith, it's sin. And uh, and I remember the first major thing I had to believe for. Of course, my heart was smote me. And so after I was born again, I knew by the leading of the Holy Spirit that I was uh I, Lori and I I was to ask Lori to marry me, even though I still wasn't quite sure what she was going to say, but <laughs> I did I did know that by the leading of the Holy Spirit. But the first major, the first major thing that I really had to believe God about was our finances. And uh uh Again, I I cried out to God. Again, it was in fervent prayer that God gave me the answer. So I was born again in fervent prayer, and the first major thing I had to believe for it was was fervent prayer. And and you know this church, uh, uh, Pastor's mother and Joy's parents, There are people people of prayer. Man, this is a house of prayer. This is the house of prayer. This church was founded on prayer. This church is sustained by prayer. Prayer has not stopped. This church is praying. I've seen more prayer in the last several years, and really, uh, I mean, I know there was a time where we had a prayer revival in the morning, and there were a lot of people praying in the morning. Um... But there's a lot of people praying now. And this is a house of prayer. The Nichols are a family of prayer. The Thompsons are a family of prayer. What a heritage, Susan. I mean, what a heritage. Wow. Praise God. Heritage of prayer. Heritage of serving God, loving God. This is a house of prayer. And I am constantly... uh, Well, I, I was... I came into the ministry through prayer. Uh, Pastor had talked to me about it, but I went and prayed, and I prayed earnestly. And God, again, just like he did in salvation, just like he did in finances, again, he answered with a word from God, a word from the word, but it was through fervent prayer. You know, I I wanted to say yes. I want to say yes. I want to... I, I want to uh, be, you know, because it was in my heart to do it. But I knew with Pastor I needed to pray. I, I couldn't just say yes. I knew I needed to say to Pastor, yes, but I'll let me, let's pray about it because I, I knew that was what we needed to do. And God confirmed that. Never be, never be afraid of the will of God. Never be afraid to go to God in prayer. I mean, I know we're not afraid, but. You, it, and that's part of my message. Sometimes people are afraid, even though we're not supposed to be afraid, because God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. But never be concerned about the will of God. Never be concerned about, well, God's going to tell me this, I'm getting ahead of myself. But I want to get to the point where my prayers are so powerful that, that it doesn't surprise me when there's a miracle. I mean, it's not going to surprise me to see Tony Finley's dad rise up totally healed in the name of Jesus. I want to get to that point because I even remember just recently, I I was praying about something and it was was major to me and uh, when the answer came, it almost shocked me. It was like, oh wow, I want to get to the point where it doesn't shock me anymore when there's a major answer to prayer. I want to get to the point where that's, that's where I live. I live in that realm. And we need to live in that realm. Because we're not of this world. We're passing through this place. Thank God. Aren't you thankful? Hallelujah. We, we don't need to be surprised. Now, we need to be thankful. And we need to praise God and say, thank you, Jesus, when it happens. But we don't need to be surprised when he answers our prayers. Because God's a prayer answering God. I'm constantly searching the scriptures and reading books about prayer and how my prayer life, my communion with God, my communication with God can be more powerful and more effective. And But some believers will enter salvation and they stop there. They'll stop after salvation. We're going to see that in scriptures in a minute. Some people, some people will enter salvation and they'll just stop. But Andrew Womack says that believers need to go so far into the things of God that they can't find their way out. Isn't that awesome? Believers need, should go so far into the things of God that they can't find their way out. Wow. How do we do that? How do we go so far into the things of God that we can't find our way out? One way is through prayer. One way is through prayer. Through prayer, we can go as deep into God, as far into God as we want through prayer. Hallelujah. Now, I know most people in this church do, but there's a lot of people that don't have a prayer life. Quiet now. Don't get quiet on me. There's a lot of people that don't have a prayer life. Most people in this church do. But if you do have a prayer life, what's what level is it on? Just think about it. Be honest with yourself. What level is it on? Is it a powerful prayer life? Is it effective prayer? Do you see the answers to your prayers? Uh, One of the main things to having a powerful, effective prayer life is to have a good understanding of who God is. Of who God is. Right now, the question could be asked, what does your prayer life say about who God is? Does your prayer life say that God is the great creator? Does your prayer life say that God is all-powerful? Does your prayer life say that nothing is impossible with God? Does it, or does it reflect a small, weak, distant, or even uninvolved God? Or somewhere in between? That's where we probably all are. Belief in a small, weak, distant, uninvolved God will result in a weak, small, distance, uninvolved prayer life. It will. Hallelujah. But belief in the greatness of God, in the fact that God is God Almighty, that he's the creator of the heavens and the earth, that he's all-powerful, he's all-knowing, he's all-loving, he's holy, he's our creator God, that type of belief, hallelujah, Hallelujah. amen, it's God, (laughs) will cause an impact, will cause powerful prayers to be answered in your life. The reason I ask these questions is because our prayer lives flow out of our understanding of who God is. That's why the Word of God is so important. That's why we must know the Word of God, because it's vital to understand as much about God as possible. And it's through the Word of God that we get to know God and that we develop a right view of God. You know, we talked about that on Father's Day. How, how, do, we, how do we see God? How, how, do, how do we see God? It's through the Word of God that we form the right image of our Father God. Hallelujah. It's because, it's because sometimes we don't, uh, we don't have an accurate image or we, we don't have a, a full understanding of who God is that hinders our prayer lives. Because God is a prayer answering God. God wants to bless you. God's on our side. Hallelujah. So let me give you some of God's attributes to think about uh, that affect our prayer lives. And if one of them can help you, they'll be good. Um, hallelujah. Some people think, I've heard this. Some people think that God has more concerns than them that they're insignificant that what they're asking God is insignificant but that's not true that's not true I want you to know that you are significant and what is a concern to you is a concern to God you are important to God I said you are important to God you are the apple of God's eye I said you're the apple of God's eye There is nothing more important to God than you. Than you. You're the crown of God's creation. You know we're the crown of God's creation. We're the apples of God's eye. We're his most cherished. Isaiah 49, verse 15 and 16. Can a woman forget her sucking child that she should not have compassion on the son of her womb. Yea, they may forget, yet will I not forget thee. Behold, I have graven thee upon the palms of my hands. Thy walls are continually before me. Jesus promised that he would be with us always. He will never leave us or forsake us. He holds you close because he loves you. Hallelujah. He holds you close before because he loves you. It's like a, a loving parent protecting you, loving you. You are the crown of God's creation. Look, listen to this. Genesis 1, verses 26 through 28. And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, Genesis 2, verse 7. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Verse 18. And the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone, I will make him a helpmeet for him. Verse 21. I said you were made, you were created, hallelujah, by God. You were made and created by God, hallelujah, you didn't evolve, you're not some tadpole that came out of a river or a lake or some sea and and you made it to the land and you just happened not to get stepped on by a dinosaur when he came to ha- drink water, and you made it through, and all of a sudden you grew, and you grew, and you finally became a person. No, you didn't evolve. You were made in the very image of Almighty God. Hallelujah! In His very image. Jesus said to the Pharisees in Matthew 19, Have you not read that he which made them at the beginning made them male and female? You were made, made in the very image and likeness of God. You are a triune being, just as God is Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. You are spirit, soul, and body. You are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in this body, this fleshly shell. Hallelujah. You're made in the very image and likeness of God. You matter because you matter to God. Amen. Hallelujah. No matter how you feel about yourself, you are significant to God. Hear me. You're significant to God. No matter how you feel about yourself, no matter how somebody has treated you, it matters not. God loves you. Amen. No matter how you feel. Don't let your life experiences... Affect how you see that God sees you. God loves you. You're important to him. He's interested in every aspect of your life. No detail, no prayer, no aspect of your life is without significance to God. Man, that's amazing. No prayer is without significance. No prayer is too small for God. Think about some of the prayers that were prayed in the Bible. Woman prayed for a baby. Now that's a pretty big prayer. Amen. A widow needed more cooking oil that she prayed for. A soldier begs for victory in battle. Rain. Prayer, there was prayer for rain during drought. There was prayer for daily bread. There was prayer for safe travels. There was prayer for prosperous work, for relief from physical ailments, for boldness in preaching, for wisdom, for physical healing. You can go on and on. No prayer is too insignificant for God. You are significant to God. So pray to God, talk to God, and listen to God because you are the apple of God's eye. You are important to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's one thing you've got to settle in your heart to have a powerful prayer life. You, you, you are important to God. Hallelujah. I was trying to figure out how to say that again, but I couldn't say it better than you. You are important Amen. to God. Amen. Another attribute of God that will affect your prayer life that you need to settle in your heart is that God loves you just as you are. Just as you are. Just as you are. You're not only important to God, but God loves you just as you are. He loves you unconditionally. He loves you, period. He loves you just like you are. There's people that believe they are unworthy of God's love because they think, somehow that their past behavior, or maybe even current behavior, disqualifies them from deserving God's love. Some some people think that if God sees them as they really are, that there's no way he can love them. But God does see us as we really are, and God still loves us. Amen. All of that other stuff is a lie of the devil. It, That's the very reason Jesus came. Jesus came to seek and to save the lost, not the righteous, not the perfect, not the good. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. While we were yet sinners, the Bible says, Christ died for us. That's why Jesus came, to love the unlovable, to seek and to save that which was lost. Throughout the Bible, you can go and, and see how God answered the prayers of those that, that were seemingly unlovable. I mean, even even though Moses was called the meekest man on earth, think about it, He Moses was short-fused. Anyone had a short fuse? Yeah, uh, you know, you don't have to raise your hand. But, I mean, he answered Moses' prayer. Uh, he, he answered the self-absorbed womanizing Samson. He answered his prayer. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand on that, but he answered the prayers of the sailors on that boat oh, that Jonah was on. And he, he answered the prayers of Jonah, the, the running away, the moping prophet himself, and on and on. You, he answered the prayers of David. Now you think about David. A man after God's own heart, uh-huh. a man after God's own, own heart committed adultery and then set her husband up to be killed, and he was killed. Uh-huh. Gee, hallelujah. He, he, even, answer, he even answered the, the prayers of the wicked uh, King Manasseh. I mean, it, all through the Bible. Jesus even commended, remember he commended the prayer of the, the, the unworthy tax collector, the publican, uh, when he was praying next to the Pharisee. Remember the publican said, man, God, I'm not even worthy to look up. Just have mercy upon me. And he said, that man is the one that went away justified. Not the one that said, I'm this, I'm that. The publican cried out for mercy. I'm telling you, mercy stops God in his tracks. Mercy stops God in his tracks. Remember blind Bartimaeus? Jesus, Jesus, have mercy on me. Stopped him. Mm. Hallelujah. 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 A sense of unworthiness does not disqualify anyone from having a powerful prayer life. A sense of unworthiness does not disqualify anyone from having a powerful prayer life actually just the opposite uh, really in any case I want you to know that God loves you just like you are Amen. God loves you just like you are settle it in your heart you're important to God and God loves you just like you are and thirdly another of God's attributes that'll help you have a powerful prayer life God will give you the desires of your heart God will give you the desires of your heart. I know some people have feared what will happen if they get too close to God. Amazing, isn't it? But it's true. Sometimes fear will prevent people from seeking a closer encounter with God. So they just don't pray. Some people fear that God will ask them to give up certain relationships or lifelong dreams or things they enjoy. Some fear they they might God might ask them to grow at a, in a certain area that they don't want to grow in. Uh, some people think that God, God might ask them to go preach the gospel. Some people think that God might ask them to go somewhere they don't want, they think they don't want to live. Others fear God may call them to Wherever, And the result of all those fears is that you reject being near to God by keeping him at arm's length. I've known born-again, spirit-filled people like that. But I want you to know God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. When you get close to God, he will change you, but you will want to change because he'll change the desires in your heart. It won't be a tough deal. It'll be easy. It'll be easy. Psalm 37, 4, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. He will change your desires. Hallelujah. Wow. Man, he changed my desires instantly. Most of them. Most of them. Not all of them, but most of them. Instantly he'll change he'll, he'll change your desires your desires will change you will want to change it will be so easy as you draw closer to god when you pray god will give you the desires of your heart and another attribute that affects our prayer uh, of god that affects our prayer lives is this you must settle in your heart that god is your friend and he sticks closer than a brother God is your friend, and he sticks closer than a brother. Proverbs 18, 24. You're not only important to God, and God loves you just as you are, and God will give you the desires of your heart, but God is a friend that will stick closer to you than a brother. God is on your side, ladies and gentlemen. I said God is on your side. You are not alone. God wants to help you. That's even one of his names. He's the helper. Hallelujah. You know, depending on some people's experiences with their earthly fathers, some people perceive God as either a strict disciplinarian or on the other side of the coin not even caring at all. Some people are taught to talk to God with just this respectful reticence, but they're afraid of being penalized for something that, They have or they perceive they have done wrong, and so they hold back from God. But God is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. He wants to fellowship with you. He wants to talk to you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He wants to fellowship with you. He wants to just spend time with you, quiet time, just sitting there in His presence. Whether you're reading the word or then you just do nothing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And get rid of the dumb phone, I mean, the smartphone. <laughs> and just put it aside and turn the sound down and put it where you can't see the light comes on if somebody texts you and all that. And just get alone with God. God desires that so much from each and every one of us. Hallelujah. God is on your side. Let me give you a fifth attribute of God that will help you cultivate a powerful prayer life, and it's this. Know that God hears and answers prayer. God hears and answers prayer. That's why it's important to talk to God. Jeremiah 33.3, call upon me. God said, and I will answer you. And show you great and mighty things that you don't even know. Believe that God will answer your prayers because he will. Man, I want to get to the place where I am never surprised at the answer. Hallelujah. I want to be thankful for the answer. I want to praise God for the answer. But I don't want to be surprised because he wants to answer our prayers. 1 John 5, 14 and 15, and this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his word or his will, we know that he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. Hallelujah. 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 Sometimes people won't ask God because they think, well, God didn't answer that prayer or or something didn't work out like like the way they thought it should. Listen, if you have fallen into disbelief, your first prayer back to God is just should be, I do believe, help me overcome my unbelief, Lord. God answers prayer. Hallelujah. If you struggle with an issue that keeps you from seeking God with all your heart, ask God to help you. God answers prayer. God hears and answers prayer. He is omnipotent. He's all-powerful. He is great. Every time we step out in faith, our view of God grows. It's enhanced. Every time we step out in faith and become intimate with Him, we learn in a fresh way His faithfulness and that He answers prayer and what can be accomplished when we operate in His power. God is looking for God is looking for people to show himself strong through. Hallelujah. On behalf of those that hunger, we must hunger and thirst after righteousness. He seeks those. Hebrews 4.16, Let us therefore now come boldly unto the throne of grace. Ladies and gentlemen, we can come boldly unto God. Hallelujah. We can ask that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Hallelujah. You know, Andrew Womack, he was uh, just a couple of years ago, and, and really one of the big reasons that Andrew is on TV was our pastor kept talking to him about how powerful it would be if Andrew went on TV. Well, Andrew, I, I don't. I, I think it was already after he was on TV. I'm, I'm not sure how the sequence of events, but uh, God God spoke to Andrew and said, you're, you're limiting me. He said, you're not thinking big enough. He said, you're limiting me. And, uh, and I'm telling you what, we, we, we need to take the foot off the brakes. Amen. I said, we need to take the foot off the brakes. Amen. Nothing is impossible with our God. Nothing is impossible with us when our faith is in God. Yeah. The opportunity of a lifetime, ladies and gentlemen, is intimacy with God. The opportunity, if we will slow down enough, the, if we will slow down enough, it's the opportunity of a lifetime to be intimate with Almighty God. Amen. Hallelujah. Think about, that. Think about that. With the creator of the universe. Hallelujah. 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 The opportunity of a lifetime to be intimate with him, to be personal with him, to be up front with him, and it all starts with prayer. Hallelujah. You're important to God. God loves you just like you are. God will give you the desires of a, your heart. He's a friend that sticks closer than a brother and he will hear and he will answer your prayer. Amen. So, now that, now that you, that's the image that we have of God, let's look at how to live beyond our limits. Let's look at living out there what Andrew was talking about when he said we need to go so far into the things of God that we can't find our way back. Hallelujah. 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 Praying to God enables us to live beyond our abilities. But it enables us to live beyond our natural limitations. God calls us to live A life of bold faith. And we can do extraordinary things through him. We can do extraordinary things through him. He calls us to do the miraculous. I believe one reason we don't see more of the miraculous is we give up too easy. Now, I'm, I'm guilty of this. I'm guilty of this, so I'm not... Okay, but, you know... Sometimes people will go, well, I'm just I'm just tired. So you get you get uh you you get excited about the Lord, you're ready to do something. You leave a church service, you go home, turn on sports center, sit back and veg out. Now, I I'm not throwing stones because I've been there done that and got a few t-shirts. <laughs> or play some video game. I haven't done that. I've never played a video game, but That's one reason we don't see the miraculous. That's one reason we don't see the miraculous. But we don't have to settle for anything less than God's best. I said we don't have to settle for anything less than God's best. So we've got to be honest with ourselves and say, what are we filling our lives with? What are we filling our lives with? Is Is it drink? Is it relaxation? Is it ambition? Is it work? Is it entertainment? You know, even, even good things can crowd God out of our lives. Amen. Even good things. You know, the devil will bring good things across your path to try to get you going a different direction from God. Amen. Hallelujah. We've got to, that's what, you know, when, when I first came to Calvary and I heard pastor minister, man, he challenges people to go on with God. He challenges people people to go deeper in the things of God. We must be challenged to grow spiritually or we'll go home and, ESPN, you know, what good is that going to do? We can't. We must not let our appetite for God wane. Hallelujah. 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 I read a question in one of my prayer books. I'm always reading prayer books. I get these one-liners on prayers and prayer, and I didn't write any of them down because I didn't want to get bogged down in them, but I, I love some of the one-liners like, uh, Leonard Ravenhill: uh, A sinning man will quit praying, and a praying man will quit sinning, and and uh, uh, but th- uh, this this question this uh, this line really got me when I was uh, putting this message together. I was looking in one of my prayer books, and it said, "Why was it wherever the Apostle Paul went, the people rioted, but wherever we go, the people serve coffee?" <laughs> now I don't have anything wrong with coffee. It's okay. It's okay the church can serve coffee. I love coffee. I like it. I drink it every day and it's okay to do it in the church and maybe we'll have coffee someday. But I'm just saying, you know, there there is a difference from where what Paul, when he would go somewhere and I mean it was like, whole, you know, and now it's it's a little different. Instead of settling for the status quo, we need to develop a holy hunger for Almighty God. Amen. Don't be satisfied with where you are now. There is more. There is always more in the things of God for you. Prayer and his word are the primary ways that God relates to us. So let me give you, let me give you three quick points on a, on a scripture that, uh, that Brother Tony was even singing tonight. 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 10. 1 Thessalonians three, ten. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Paul's talking to the believers at the church in Thessalonica. And we were talking about stopping after we come to the Lord, after you're born again and not growing in our faith. Well, here Paul is addressing that in 1 Thessalonians three ten, And it says, Night and day, praying exceedingly, that we might see your face and might perfect that which is lacking in your faith. Let me read it again. Night and day, pray exceedingly that we might see your face and might perfect that which is lacking in your faith. That's a little insight into Paul's prayer life. Number one, he prayed night and day. He prayed all the time. He prayed, let's just say he prayed often. He prayed all the time. <laughs> Number two, it says, night and day praying exceedingly. He prayed passionately. Paul prayed often. He prayed, prayed passionately, and it says uh, that that we might see your face and might perfect that which is lacking in your faith. He prayed specifically specifically night and day he prayed on behalf of the Thessalonians that he might be able to see them to impart some spiritual gift hallelujah what was lacking in their faith Paul was saying that there is more to faith than just being born again in fact Paul knew these people were born again because he's the one that led them to the Lord He's the one that ministered salvation to them. Yet he still had no rest until he knew that they were using their faith to go on deeper into the things of God. Hallelujah. 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 Peter wrote in 2 Peter 1 that those who increase in their faith unto maturity shall never fall. Wow. That's a teaching in itself. Shall never fall. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So number one, what do we get out of that scripture? Number one, pray often. Pray all the time. Pray often. Paul said night and day he was praying for them. He was in constant communion with God. We should be in constant communion with God. Let me give you some examples. Darius the king told Daniel that if he prayed, he would die. But Daniel exclaimed, you don't understand, O king, if I don't pray. I'll die. So Daniel prayed, and God delivered him from the lion's den. Amen. Hallelujah. Anybody facing something impossible for you, he will deliver you. Daniel is a classic example. In the parable of the unjust judge, Jesus said that men ought always to pray and not to faint. The apostle Paul thanked God that he prayed in tongues more than everyone. Paul said in Ephesians six eighteen, Praying always. With all prayer and supplication in the Spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Hallelujah. And then for the Thessalonians, he was praying night and day. Wow. Yeah. And then he told them when he when he ministered to them, then at the end he said, he told them, uh, first Thessalonians five seventeen, pray without ceasing. Yeah. Wow. You know, we can pray without ceasing. You can pray all day long. You can pray all day long. No matter what you're doing, no matter where you are, you can pray all day long. Hallelujah. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. So pray often. And number two, in order to develop a powerful prayer life, pray passionately. Pray often and pray passionately. He said, That scripture says he was praying night and day. He prayed exceedingly. He prayed exceedingly. Pray passionately. Pray intensely. Uh, Pastor, his first ministry assignment when he got out of school was to uh, help Brother uh, Dr. Gordon Lindsay, who was the founder of Christ for the Nations. At then he was kind of the head of the voice of healing movement and their their magazine their newspaper that they put out and pastor asked him uh... uh... one day about prayer and dr lindsay said every every christian worth his salt should pray one, at least one radical prayer a day hallelujah. hallelujah hallelujah we need to pray passionately we need to pray intensely we need more intensity in our prayers. Sometimes we're so polite, we're so nice when we pray, and that's okay. Polite's nice, and 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 nice is nice. But sometimes it takes. We need to turn up the heat a little bit on the devil. I said we need to turn up the heat. The devil understands one type of communication, ladies and gentlemen. Amen. Hallelujah. And, and that's the kind of prayers that I've seen work in my life. And I mentioned that earlier on the finances and, and in other things. It was when I was really desperate and when I was really crying out to God. Crying out to God is a wonderful study. We do that in the prayer course in the Bible College uh, pastor's prayer course. He has us go through and write out scriptures uh, crying out to God. And what they were doing before they cried out to God, how they cried out to God, and what the outcome was—it's an amazing study if you do that through the New Testament, crying out to God. Get some intensity to your prayers. Hallelujah, Shibaraba Hallelujah, Hallelujah. We must begin praying with from our heart, with all of our heart. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Ooh, I, I found this. Listen to this. Listen, to, this was pretty cool that I found this. Abraham Lincoln, listen to this quote now. I've never quoted Abraham Lincoln. So I, Abraham Lincoln said, I have been driven many times to my knees by the conviction that I had nowhere else to go. Hallelujah. Abraham Lincoln. Now that's Intensity. It's what pastor says, uh, uh, knees on the floor. Amen. Amen. That's intensity. Hallelujah. Nowhere else to go. It's like Hezekiah praying his wall prayer. It's like, you're going to die, get your house in order. And he he turned to the wall and he prayed earnestly and he prayed intensely and God heard him and he said, go back and tell him, I'm going to give him 15 more years. I'm telling you, that's intense prayer. That's intense prayer. Or Jehoshaphat, when he didn't know what to do, and he just, he came to the Lord and he said, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are upon you, O oh God. Hallelujah. Begin to pray in that kind of way. Hallelujah. And begin to pray with that kind of intensity, and you, you will see some mountains move. Hallelujah. You'll see some miracles to your prayers. Hallelujah. You'll start operating in the supernatural. Hallelujah. Shibarabasa, Hallelujah. Pray out loud. Pray out loud. It's hard to pray with intensity when you're thinking it. You've got to open your mouth and say it. You've got to open your mouth and say it. Pray out loud. If you're just thinking your prayers, you're not going to get very intense. You've got to open your mouth and put some voice to your prayers, ladies and gentlemen. Hallelujah. It's hard to... To think with high emotion. But, you, but you, when you open your mouth and you start saying it, you can get some emotion involved in it. Amen. Shibarabasa. So pray often and pray passionately. And number three, how to, how to develop a powerful prayer life. Pray specifically. Specific prayers bring specific results. Hallelujah. Hebrews four. 16, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Boldness, ask God to act, ask God to do something. Pray a definite prayer and ask God to do something definite and specific and to act on it, hallelujah. 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 shiba karabasa Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Iba-rabasa-karabasa. Oh, God. Somebody pray with me. iba karabasa karabasa Come on, pray in the Holy Ghost with me right now. iba karabasa hum ba karabasa 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 Pray something right now. Pray something. Get get active. Get violent right now. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the spirit right now in the name of Jesus. Pray for something specific that you've been believing God for right now in the name of Jesus. Pray right now something specific that you're believing God for in the name of Jesus. Humarabasa. Humarabasa. Iboramasu Kuramasa Karamasa Karamasi. Ibor Ramasa Karamasa Karamasa. Karamasi. In the name that's above every name. Hallelujah. Ibor Ramasa Karamasa. Oh God. Oh God, I pray. Ibor Ramasa Karamasa. Increase our understanding of you, O oh God. Oh, help us to remember, oh God, that you're a good God, that we're important to you, oh God, that you love us, hallelujah, just like we are, oh God. Oh, that you'll give us the desires of our hearts, oh God. Oh, that you'll stick with us. Oh, that you're a friend that sticks closer than a brother, oh God. Oh, that you hear and answer prayer. Oh, God, teach us to live beyond our natural limitations. Teach us to live beyond this natural, oh God. Teach us to live beyond this natural realm, oh God. Teach us to live in the Spirit. Teach us to live, oh God. Teach us. Help us to pray often, to pray passionately, and to pray specifically. Teach us to pray, oh Lord. Teach us to pray in Jesus' name. Ibarabasa karabasa. O karabasa karabasa. Oh, just lift your hands and worship him. Just lift your hands right now. Lift your hands and worship him. Ibarabasa karabasa karabasa. O karabasa karabasa karabasa. Oh, marabasa, karabasa, karabasa, oh marabasa, karabasa, karabasa, oh marabasa, oh marabasi, karabasa. Oh, praise Him right now. A marabasa, karabasa, worship Him right now. I marabasa. He's a prayer answering God. Oh marabasa, karabasa, karabasi, I marabasa. Oh yes, Lord. Oh, God. Ibarabasa. Ibarabasa karabasa. Oh, marabasa karabasa. Thank you, O God. Yes, Lord. Oh, Lord.